0: Good afternoon, greetings, and happy Tuesday. This is the Desiree Show on Dash Radio. It is the 15th, actually it's the 19th day of February. Hope you guys are all having a a nice, beautiful, cold, crisp, sunny day today out there. Uh, I'm super excited today. I get to welcome uh, Inside USC, uh, a man who's covered the Trojans for over 20 years. Uh, He's also for the Sporting News, um, LA Daily News, and the OCU. Register, um, Mr. Scott Wolf. Scott. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Thanks so much for a few minutes tonight, or today.
1: Oh, I'm doing good, and uh, thanks for inviting me on.
0: All right. Yeah. So, uh, you've got, I. what I've always been drawn to is your candor, and you pretty much talk straight from the hip, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about today or have you on the show. Um, you've been covering, obviously, the Trojans for over 20 years. A lot has happened in that span it is USC is in a really rough spot right now and uh, kind of wanted to uh, get your your insight on that
1: all well where would you like to begin because there's a lot a lot of uh, issues with USC <laughs>
0: uh, yes uh, sadly uh, sadly there are uh, well let's uh, maybe let's do this maybe I, I'm gonna just ask you this so 20, over 20 years of covering USC. Has there any, has there been any scenario similar to the situations you are seeing now?
1: Well, I think the most obvious comparison would be the Paul Hackett era. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He yeah, did beat he Notre Dame though. Actually. <laughs> I think he was the last guy to have a five and seven record. Um, and he had similar issues uh, to Clay Helton, I would say right now in terms of whether the players respected him or believed in him or he could motivate a team. Um, the one difference, and I've talked to people about this, um, Clay Helton ha- or doesn't really have any coaches right now that I know for sure are good coaches. I mean, I think Graham Harrell might work out as offensive coordinator, but we're not sure yet. But based on last year's staff, you know, no one really worked out. And Paul Hackett had Ed Ogeron and a couple other guys on his staff that were actually good coaches. So he probably had a better staff than Helton had last year. But uh, Hackett never had uh, someone like Sam Darnold that could rescue him. He had Carson Palmer, but Palmer struggled quite a bit uh, his first couple years. So. Uh, that would be the most uh, recent one, and that's that's been about twenty years, so it's been a while.
0: No, it has been. If you're just tuning in, I'm joined by uh, Scott Wolf. You can follow him at Inside USC if you're not following him on Twitter. um, You know, you mentioned uh, you you brought up Coach O. Um, Coach O is actually here doing some recruiting for LSU right now, but I'm gonna I'm gonna s- kind of step back a few years. Um, you know, obviously, there's been with there's been so many coaches um, over the last ten years at USC, but the choice not to offer Coach O an opportunity um, still is one that stings for me. Um, and then, obviously, I'm excited and happy for him with the success he's had uh, with LSU. Um, why, in your thought process, why why did not this not happen? Why was Coach o, I know everybody claimed he was a recruiter, quote-unquote, however, he got those kids to play with a lot of passion and, and play USC football, and that's, for me, what I was reared on.
1: Well, I think it was essentially a personality thing. Um, Pat Hayden didn't like Ed Ogeron's personality because Ed Ogeron's kind of a blue-collar guy, uh, you know, loud in your face. And Pat Hayden's kind of a country club mentality guy, and he wanted uh, somebody a little more straight-laced. And, uh, you know, he looked at Chris Peterson. Mm -hmm. He didn't get along with him. And then Steve Sarkeesian was basically going to tell – he's a good salesman. He was basically going to tell Pat Hayden whatever he wanted to hear. so. But they, they were going to look around, I think, because at the end of the day, Hayden just didn't like Ogeron. And uh, if Ogeron had gone undefeated, he probably could have gotten the job. But, you know, that was pretty unrealistic. So
0: Well, no, and what, the, lost, you know, this, the native, pardon me for interrupting, but the Notre Dame game was one that they had put on the map. And no coach in USC history has ever beaten Notre Dame on a first time in North Bend ever or South Bend. Pardon me. Ever, the only two that I've ever beaten Notre Dame on their first times, first times playing them, were at the Coliseum, and that was John Robinson and uh, Pat. Um, oh my, sorry, my brain just uh, and Hackett, and that was because that was Robinson's team, and those are the only two right. that I've beaten Notre Dame on the first counts, um, you know. And I felt that was hung on Coach O's, uh, you know not hiring him or not even offering him a position, but uh, it yeah. was definitely a personality.
1: <laughs> well, I think the UCLA game was like the, the one that did him in, but, you know, I don't know really how he was supposed to beat UCLA that year because they had Brent Hundley and he had already beaten FC the previous two years. So that would have been a tough task to, to beat UCLA, but, you know, he only lost two times. And the players loved him. So, uh, at the time, I thought, you know, they should go get a big-name guy. But uh, once they decided to get Steve Sarkeesian, I thought, <laughs> why, why wouldn't you hire uh, Ed Ogeron instead? So, Pat Hayden told me, uh, you know, maybe maybe I made a mistake. We'll find out the day of uh, hiring. And uh, we found out. So, <laughs> You know, they're still paying the price, really, for what happened way back then.
0: No, that is nuts. That is crazy that he actually uh, mentioned that. Um, Now, moving forward, it's like, I mean, obviously, LSU has done great. Coach Ed Orgron is back in Southern California recruiting. Sadly, USC has become not – it's, oh, there's always been, and there still is, there's always going to be prestige with USC, but it doesn't have the lust lagger, lacquer anymore. Um, when you've got players from Los Angeles thinking USC is a is a great second option, um, that's just n- not ever been in the vocabulary of, of the Trojans. Um, how can that shift? Can that shift this season? Can that shift in the years to come? And obviously I think of coaching, but.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to shift with winning. So, uh, that's, that's how you shift it. But right now they're not winning. And, uh, the big problem is the players, the recruits in Southern California, don't think they're going to develop at USC because they've seen how guys that are on the team have not developed and improved. So they all talk to each other. And, and, uh, I know recruits go to campus and they talk to players on the team and, They hear negative stuff from those players and, you know, Brew McCoy even heard a lot of negative stuff in the two weeks he was at USC after he had enrolled in January before he left. So um, there's a lot of negativity. And, And if you talk to people that are around the players all the time, they'll tell you, you know, they've never seen it this bad in terms of complaining about the program or the coach and, it's just—it's a very negative uh, atmosphere at the moment, which is, you know, really a bad situation.
0: Yeah, it's heartbreaking. I, I mean, it's a bad situation, but it's heartbreaking as well for the art, for the for the university, um, and what it means. And you know, when Lynn Swan was hired, I realized that he was going to be learning this AD position. Um, however, with his stand coming out after the season or, you know, about keeping clay and not wanting to change things. But, you know, in my mindset, if things are broken, you fix them. If they're not broken, you don't fix them. And things are definitely broken with USC right now. You know, I mean, no bowl game even eligible with the bowls being so oversaturated. It's, you know, it's disgusting. Uh, And USC didn't even, couldn't even get to a bowl this last year.
1: No, I mean, that was just uh, kind of, uh, you know, icing on the cake to the season. The fact they couldn't even get into a bowl game and especially when, uh, you know, the requirements to get into a bowl game are so minimal these days. But uh,
0: <laughs> That's a nice nicely I mean, way. But...
1: I think, though, honestly, that the team was happy they didn't go to a bowl game because I don't think they wanted to practice for two weeks and, you know, I don't think they cared about going to the Vegas Bowl or wherever they would have ended up. So they were happy. But the problem is, like I said, they're, they're not motivated. And, and I've heard even now they're not highly motivated. So spring practice will be interesting to see how they respond. I mean, there's a couple new coaches, so that might help. But we're going to have to see, you know, how much control helps and gives up. He's not supposed to call plays. So we'll see about that. But the the biggest decision to me is going to be uh, whether he chooses the starting quarterback or Graham Harrell chooses the starting quarterback. Because if it's Helton, JT Daniels will start for sure. If it's Graham Harrell, there'll be a competition. So that's going to be the the key test, I think, uh, to see if they're really going to have any change, substantial change next season.
0: Okay, and that was actually going to be my next question. Is Jack Sears or JT or, you know, what – because I read that Graham was going to be having uh, sort of a a tryout with those players, you know, or a competition, I should say.
1: But. Well, yeah, he says uh, it's going to be an open competition, but, you know, Cliff Kingsbury said that when he was at SC – and uh, everybody hours. believed him because he had a lot of power and, you know, he's, he was a head coach before and everyone thought he controlled everything at on offense, but we don't know if a 33 year old guy who is coming from North Texas is going to have the same power. Uh, they can say he will, but they said T Martin called the plays the last two, three years and Helton was calling plays with him. So, You know, we'll find out eventually who's telling the truth, but I don't think it'll it'll change or improve if Helton has any part in the decision-making. So they're going to have to prove to the fans that it's an open competition because otherwise people are just going to assume, oh, JT Daniels got the job because Clay Helton loves JT Daniels.
0: Yeah, well, no, and that was sort of – I was going to ask you – that was sort of my next question is, you know, I mean, Graham is here, but but kind of going back to last season when Clay, quote-unquote, took responsibility of play calling, you know, I think for the last few games, I thought that this – I wasn't sure who made that decision, but I thought that that was potentially like if USC fails – then it's on clay, and that is reason to fire clay. However, that's not what panned out, um, you know. And what you're saying is that they both T. Martin and Clay called the plays. Um, whatever happened to the run with USC?
1: <laughs> that's a good question. Um,
0: <laughs> Granted, there's been some great yeah. backs, but
1: <laughs> when when Clay Helton took over as the interim coach, he made a point of frequently saying. We're going to run the ball, and they did run the ball uh, when he was the interim coach, and he wanted to be a power team, but it seemed like uh, this last year they really didn't commit to the run, and they never looked like a power team. So, um, you know, some people thought they were going to improve when Helton took over the play calling because uh, they didn't know he was already calling some of the plays, and yeah. they were blaming T. Martin. Uh, everyone and, was blaming you know, T. <laughs> Martin was was far from perfect, but he was kind of the uh, perfect scapegoat for Helton because the fans thought he called all the plays. But there really wasn't a difference, if anything. I thought it looked worse. At times worse. Yeah. So, uh,. <laughs> uh you know, but you said uh you thought he might get fired or people thought he might get fired. Well I thought this might be um, the
0: opportunity for them to say, okay, he's got he is played he is, you know, the you know, as you're as you're mentioning, that everyone, the scapegoat was T Martin. However, I thought this is gonna make Clay accountable because SC and I agree did not look worse actually with Clay quote unquote calling the plays.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um I think a lot of us assumed Clay Helton was going to get fired, especially losing to UCLA and Notre Dame at the end of the season. But uh, you know, Lynn, Sh- Lynn Swan shocked everybody, and uh, he made an emphatic statement that he was supporting Helton, and he promised a lot of changes, which really have not happened. So uh, that's a problem too. Um, but Now we're all kind of stuck in this bad situation. So it's unfortunate.
0: Yeah, it's really unfortunate. And to, you know, I know from players, I know from watching um, that a team takes on the personality of their head coach. And good, bad, or indifferent. And, you know, there seems to be, sadly, everyone says that Clay is a very nice man. That is, it's. But he is not a good head coach. Uh, he's he's just not a good head coach. Uh, they they play undisciplined football. Um, there's no passion. There's no accountability. It's it's and, and in general, I should say I'm not gonna you know. But it's it's something that is missing. It's a miss with this team, and it has been a miss since Clay. Well, it's been a miss for a while. But there's been bits of passion that have kind of um, hit different parts of the seasons. Uh, throughout the last few years, um, but how, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you change anything without changing the head coach unless Graham can that have that big of an impact. And I don't think any one person as a coordinator can have that big of an impact, uh, but I might be wrong.
1: Well, the fans all thought when Cliff Kingsbury was hired that he was like the Messiah and was going to change everything and make everything better, which I thought was a little unrealistic. And I think now they know Graham Harrell runs a similar offense to Kingsbury, so they're projecting all their hopes to him. But, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, to me, uh, the big problem is going to be who's the quarterback, and we'll see who he decides to make the quarterback. But uh, I think it is – hard i mean if the players don't believe in the head coach and they're looking for reasons to fail or not play hard um i don't know if an offensive coordinator can solve all those issues because i think those first six games everyone talks about being tough next season and if usc hits any adversity i think they're going to fall apart which is basically what happened last year so um it won't matter who the offensive coordinator is. So it's probably a little unrealistic, I guess, is what I'd say, to think you know, a guy's going to come in and solve all the problems because they have defensive issues too. So there's a lot of uh, holes, I think, on the team next year.
0: And I, I do like Clancy, but, yeah, no, there's definitely um, there's problems with the whole team um sadly uh sadly because this is like i was reared i I was a running back on the boys team in third grade because of charles white marcus allen and ricky bell i got to we, my dad took us to all the games when i was a child uh and my sisters and you know we knew everybody's number uh we knew everybody's name by their number which is one of the things i love about usc as well as there's no name on their actual jersey it's just a number uh but i you know cliff like you're saying cliff was the messiah uh i don't think any i i for me thought jack del rio would be a great option i know that you have written that wouldn't be your number one thought i like him because he comes from usc i like him because he is a defensive head defensive minded player um and i like what he did with the raiders um but i you know I don't even know if he would want to come to USC, and he hasn't even been offered a job. Uh, you mentioned there's, I think there was probably five on your list in your article a few days ago. Why do you not like Jack Del Rio as a as a head coach for USC?
1: Um, You know, I don't, the biggest thing I have a problem with is he's never really been a college coach, and he's been in the NFL, so he doesn't really know about, the demands of college in terms of players are going to class and you have to deal with compliance issues and then you're recruiting instead of just drafting and signing guys. And I I think he could handle it. And I know a lot of ex-players who uh, would like him to get the job because he has the USC ties and stuff. So, you know, if you're asking me, would I rather have Jack Del Rio or play helton i'm going to say jack del rio but um i just think there's some better candidates out there if you're going to start over but uh i know that? he would definitely take the job if he was offered it cuz he he came to usc a couple of years ago for the he got inducted in the hall of fame and mm-hmm. he was the head coach of the raiders i, I think at the time and he still was uh, kind of making it clear that the usc job was Something that appealed to him. So, um, I, I think he was hoping to get uh, contacted when uh, Helton was struggling, but I, I don't think he ever did. At the end of last season, so I, God, it baffles you know, me. somebody that's always going to be in the mix, though, if they do look for a coach.
0: Well, I just I think you know, again, as you mentioned, players, and for me, it's like bringing back you you know, knowing what USC football is about as a player. And then what I have heard from players with the Raiders and with former players that have been inside that locker room and that the whole makeup and the entire locker room and organization changed when Jack Del Rio went there. And granted, he was, you know, they hired, they hired John Gruden, which I didn't think would going to be, it was going to be a great year last year. And it sadly wasn't uh, for the Raiders fans, but, um, Jack changed that locker room, and uh, I think he has. I think he has the whereabouts and the charisma to be able to bring life and passion and USC football back to the Trojans. And I like a defensive minded yeah. head coach. I'm a fan of defensive minded coaches.
1: <laughs> the best thing is uh, he'd hire a better coaching staff than what they have at the current moment. So um, it's important you have a good staff. And uh, I, I think the players would respect Jack Del Rio also. So, like I said, I don't think he's a bad choice. I just wouldn't have him as my number one choice. But,
0: but I do know choice? a lot of
1: people who would like to have him. Uh, well, I mean, since we're just talking, I mean, I would probably try to hire Urban Meyer if I was uh-huh, yeah. the head director. You know, uh, I don't know if he wants the job. And they would have to pay him you know a lot of money, so I don't know if u s c wants to make that commitment. I mean, this is the pie in the sky uh i guess type hiring, but mm-hmm. uh that would be uh one if you asked me who I'd hire okay. yeah, no that's guy. I like that I mean- first guy, Paul. <laughs>
0: Pete Carroll, I know, was even in dis- discussions last year, but he turned around the Seahawks uh, amazingly last year in a rebuild team to the playoffs.
1: <laughs> yeah, I heard, uh, you know, early in the season, I heard people uh, trying to say, tell me, you know, that new Pete Carroll, that he had an interest in USC, but um, then, you know, the Seahawks started winning and, you um, USC didn't seem to really want to make a change either, most importantly. So he ended up, you know, signing a contract extension. But, uh, you know, I don't know. That that would be an interesting uh, move, but I don't think it's going to happen now. No,
0: no I, I don't either. I mean, I think uh, it, what's going on in Seattle is too good as well, and there's just not, I don't know, who knows, Um we've run out of time we can go over if you want and we can reconnect in a few moments uh, or we can keep it at this and uh, and have you back on maybe
1: uh whatever you want to do is fine with me so you tell me it's your show
0: okay all right great well we will take a quick break and we will join scott wolf uh once again this is the desiree show on dash radio